Hi, it's Dune here, your host and hype girl. And before we dive into today's episode, I want you to take a hot second to reflect. What's that passion, unique experience, or knowledge you have itching to be shared with the world? For me, it's always been about guiding you and cheerleading incredible women to start your businesses. So what's your thing? You see, everyone's got something they excel at, something they just can't stop talking about. And it turns out that one of the best ways to monetize those passions is through sharing that thing with the world as a digital course product. My life's work has been to chat with more than 600, 7, 8, and 9-figure e-commerce founders. And it's through those conversations that have led me to creating a foolproof playbook and my go-to guide for early-stage founders in the form of my first-ever digital program, e-commerce fundamentals. But it wouldn't have been possible without Thinkific. The beauty of this platform lies in its simplicity. Cute templates and a super easy to use editor. No coding headaches, no tech-induced stress, just pure focus on what matters most, the content. So if you've ever been curious about building a course to teach your passion, this is the way to do it. The genuine support from the Thinkific team turns it from this lonely, confusing headache into the most fulfilling and easy project. Go to the link in my show notes to get a free trial on me. This is Kaylee Brought for Female Startup Club. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. I'm your host, Dune Roisin, and joining me on today's episode is Kaylee Brott, founder of Susto, previously known as Oa Hair Care. Susto is an innovative clean beauty brand delivering concentrated, effective formulas. These first-of-a-kind, water-activated powders deliver everything you need and nothing you don't. In this episode, hear how Kaylee decided to reinvent the wheel with a powdered shampoo, got the money she needed to get started, and why she decided to make a name change. And if you haven't joined us already, please come and play in our private Facebook group where you'll find other female entrepreneurs and side hustlers doing cool stuff. You can find us on Facebook by searching Female Startup Club or find it linked below in the show notes. This is Kaylee for Female Startup Club. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Kaylee, hi, hello, welcome to the Female Startup Club podcast. Hi, June. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here today. I was just telling you, but I want to let everyone who's listening know that I received your package today and I'm like a million times excited to give this shampoo and conditioner a whirl. And I'd love to start by getting you to introduce yourself and tell us what your business is. Yeah, I'm Kaylee Brott. I am the founder and CEO of Sisto, and we make clean, conscious, concentrated hair care inspired by the future. Oh, love that. I want to go back to what was happening in your life before Sisto. What was getting you interested in starting a business in the first place and kind of that light bulb moment that went off for you to invent this new product? Yeah, so I always actually had an interest in sustainability. Um, very young, like in high school, I started an eco club with my chemistry class. So it goes back pretty far. And I actually really struggled with what I wanted to do as a career because I was super creative, but my strengths were in math and science. And I was actually like terrible at all my art classes. <laughs> so when I really thought about what I wanted to do, um, I actually landed on chemical engineering thinking that it was actually more of a backup plan, but it was a pretty good backup plan. But I knew like it wasn't as creative as what I wanted to do with my life. And so I studied that. And in my time in school, I actually started working for a startup in LA and fell in love with like that fast paced, crazy startup life. and you know, I thought that it would keep me pretty occupied. And again, I didn't really know like what an entrepreneur was, or really what that meant. But I guess when I had this idea, I realized these things were always kind of inside of me. But I was traveling a lot for my job. And really just one day, realized that I was packing all of these little tiny bottles into carry on back. And one, they would always explode. I was always picking up whatever was like left over at the drugstore on a Sunday night because I had to leave Monday morning, you know, like constantly had these challenges. And then I kind of one day was like, okay, what's actually in this? Because everything says water. It was like water, 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 first ingredient, shampoo, conditioner, body wash, my styling products. I was like, okay, what if I could eliminate the water and then I had as much space as I could ever need in this bag, right? And so with my background in chemical engineering, started digging into these formulas and realized it wasn't like, you know, 40% water. It was like 80, 90, 95% water. 
And so that was really the moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I think I have to do something about this, right? Wow, that's so interesting and cool. Did you in that moment already think powder or were you more thinking, I just need to eliminate water. So it might be a gel, it might be a cube, it might be something, anything. Yeah. So I think my perspective on product development is unique in that way as I think as an engineer. And so I think like, what does something need to do? Not what does it look like? How does it need to feel? And so I really just wanted something that functioned like a liquid. It didn't mean it had to be delivered to me in any certain way. I just knew the end product had to be the same. And I wanted to eliminate the water. Um, The idea of a powder was definitely there, but I didn't know if it was the answer until it was fully vetted a couple of years later. But it was definitely in my mind. And what year are we talking when you kind of have this light bulb moment just to set the scene? Yeah, so it's 2021 now, which is crazy. This actually came to me in the beginning of 2016. And for perspective, I was just about to turn 23. So I was 22 at the time. Like I said, not long for me to realize that like a nine to five was not for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, starting early. I love that. Okay, so you have the idea, you start playing around with formulation yourself, I presume. What actually happens next? What do you do to start building this idea and validating it with other people and kind of bringing it to life? Yeah, well, the first thought I had was somebody has to have a patent on this because I can't imagine that I'm going to do this and like not get sued by like someone. (laughs) that already had this idea. But when I started looking around um, at patents and doing more research, I really couldn't find anything that was like a powder format or even a concentrate aside from shampoo and conditioner bars, which were on the market. And I had tested a few of those. And my, my main thing with them is I didn't get the performance I was looking for. And then also um, in doing research, which I always recommend to anyone to like Start talking to friends, family, and literally just get on Google and see what you can find before you dive in and invest yourself in something. And so that's really what I did is I I went to a lot of different people first and was like, would you use the shampoo and conditioner bar? And I was kind of wondering, like, it's a niche market for sure. And it's something I get asked about a lot. And honestly, I just didn't feel like they worked for me. And I have a lot of friends that weren't even open to using them. So where I felt like our our brand and product could really fit in was in this space where people were using like Orbe or Way Hair Care or Bumble and Bumble, and they wanted to use something more sustainable, but they weren't interested in trying bars. And so we really fit well there. And so those were the type of people that I, I was seeking out to try the product. And kind of like what you're saying where I got started was literally on my bedroom floor I was ordering ingredients and luckily I didn't start with like kitchen grade ingredients because of my background I knew how and where to get cosmetic grade ingredients so I was able to take a very scientific approach to the product development process and actually to buy myself some time I actually enrolled back in school and got my master's in product development while I was doing this kind of like side hustle thing which turned into you know my full-time job oh my goodness how long did it take 
for you to come up with kind of a formulation you were happy with where you thought, oh, hang on, we've got something that we could start marketing now? A long time. And I think there were a lot of challenges. It was about two years total from like when I actually started physically formulating. I always tell people to like start with paper because there's a lot you can kind of get from just doing your research and talking to people, making phone calls. And what I realized was I actually think I wasted an entire summer of the summer of 2017 getting the formula to a point where I thought it was really good and I wanted someone to like finalize it for me. And pretty much all of the labs and manufacturers I spoke to just told me no. And they were like, this isn't possible. I was like, no, 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 I have like, I I have a pretty good formula. I just want somebody to like, check it over for me, make sure it's okay. And actually during this time, and this is why I'm so crazy with research and ingredients, one of the main ingredients I was using actually stopped being manufactured. And so I thought I had a finished formula and then I had to completely reformulate because they no longer made that ingredient anymore. Oh my God. And I think part of it was, yeah, part of it was they were marketing it as natural and I was probably one of the people, but I'm sure many brands uh, had been digging into this as well. I wanted proof that it was natural and I never really got a solid answer on it, but I have a feeling they stopped making it and relaunched it under a new name because it was being marketed the wrong way. And so it took about 50 formulas and two years total to get that final formulation for what is now Moondust Hair Wash. Wow. 50 formulas. That's yeah. crazy. A lot of hair washing. oh my god you must have had really clean hair around the clock (laughs) you were the girl washing your hair every single day oh that's so not me lol are you able to share anything about how much capital it kind of cost you to be able to do 50 formulations and and develop the product and actually place your first order like what kind of capital does it take and how were you financing it in the beginning Yeah. So when I was, when I first had the idea, 2016, I was working full time. By that fall, I decided to go back to school part time. And within a month of going back to school, I quit my job, packed up my car, drove across country, sold everything I had, like crazy things. Don't recommend that. But going back to school gave me the opportunity to participate in a lot of student competitions. And so I was still working a little bit on the side, but I was actually able to do these pitch competitions and there was an opportunity to win money. And I was like, oh, this is great. So I kind of like, you know, threw together a pitch check. I actually have some photos of me presenting this. And let me tell you, it is really embarrassing now. Um, (laughs) Why? Why is it embarrassing? (laughs) I mean, I had like, I was literally calling like friends and like old coworkers and was like, can I put you on this pitch deck as like part of my team? Because I don't have one (laughs) and I need to look like I can do this. And I think I can do it. I just like have not prepared for this. But you know, I could win like $100,000 like going crazy. And people are like, yeah, here's just take the photo from my LinkedIn, you know. And so in terms of funding, it was literally me. And I think it's hard to put a, a number on this per se, but 
your time is so valuable, right? And so to me, I had the experience that I was able to do 50 different formulas. If you went to a lab and like, oh, I need to change this 10 more times. Um, yeah, it would probably cost you, I mean, a base formula at a lab is five to $10,000. Sometimes the manufacturer, if you manufacture with them, will let you kind of like develop something with them and not charge you. For me, I was able to do kind of whatever I wanted um, <laughs> because it was my time and uh, I guess money I wasn't making elsewhere, but really putting that investment into the business. And then with a student competition, I won $10,000, which in the grand scheme of business is not a lot, but it was a lot to me as like a grad student uh, living in Rochester, New York with like little to no income and now all these student loans for grad school. So it was a big deal. And that actually allowed me to incorporate the business. I filed a provisional patent that cost $1,000. All the incorporation fees were a couple hundred. I got a website on Squarespace, I think it was. I've had like 20 different websites now. And it was very, it was like a landing page with an email sign up. And I literally texted everyone like, Hey, I need to raise money. And I need you to go put your email in this website. You know, I was just like very scrappy. But that $10,000 actually lasted me all of 2017. And got me to 2018. And got me to my first pitch, uh, pitches with investors and covered some travel. So honestly, you can do a lot with a little as long as you're putting your time in. To get to where I am today, we've raised two rounds. Very different than that $10,000. Our first round was about $475,000. And that got us to launch the company. It got us to launch our first product. But things get very expensive very quickly, as you can probably imagine. And we're based in New York City. So that also is very costly. But you know what? You can make it work. And I think... There, there's so much you can do without having to spend a lot as long as you put the time in. And so, yeah, to get to where we are today, we've raised about 3.3 million total. Gosh, that is so awesome. Love that for you. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. When you had to place your first order with the manufacturer, was there a crazy minimum order quantity that you had to, you know, go with or were they able to give you smaller batches? How big did you have to place your first order? Yeah, so our first order ended up being around 10,000 units and it was a lot. And part of the reason for that is that we're doing the first, you know, powder to lather shampoo formula. And I thought that if we found someone who manufactured like a dry shampoo, they would be able to manufacture our shampoo. And it really wasn't that simple. And it also cost us more in terms of inventory because we have a concentrated product. So if you think about selling mostly water, your material costs are fairly low. Your packaging is your biggest expense. And so for us, we actually have a very expensive formula as well as packaging. So it was a lot more costly just to even manufacture our product for the first time. Mm, Wow, that's so interesting. I want to switch to talking about the launch and the marketing side of things, all the fun things that happen in the beginning when you're trying to get the word out about your brand and shout it from the rooftops. How did you launch and find those customers? So as you know, we originally launched under the AWA Hair Care brand name, in 2019 and then relaunched as Sisto this year. And so we've kind of been through this twice, right? Um, And the first time was really a soft launch for a brand that I thought we would very easily be able to turn around and raise capital for. But, you know, we had a global pandemic. Raising takes long as a female founder. And so we were faced with a lot of challenges in that and didn't get to do the big launch that I had envisioned to begin with. So our launch number one, we'll call it, was very scrappy. We didn't have PR. I had like hired a couple of people, like friends, literally hired my friends. Some of them wouldn't take payment, but I like was trying to give them something, you know, to help me cold email and reach out to people. Our first, who is now our first employee, literally was like our designer for years. He designed everything, but never got paid until like we raised money two years later. And he was our first hire, but it's really like pulling in whoever you can. I think there's like, you know, there's everyone's grand idea for launch, which was really our launch number two, but it's okay to just start somewhere. And I think that's, what's really important is like, you have to try everything. And so that's what we did. Cold emailing to press, sending out products to influencers, even sending out products to friends. I mean, my mom's friends are still some of our best customers, you know, so don't underestimate your closest 
family and, and friends and to really help you get out there and spread the word. It's not just about like, you know, a big launch. You can, you can make it work both ways. But of course, with the launch of uh, Sisto, all the traditional influencer seating, press, podcasts, all the fun stuff. I love doing interviews. I love doing digital events. Instagram Live has been super fun. Clubhouse. I'm doing my first clubhouse. So it's like, there's there's a lot that's happening that I just think there's so much opportunity. Just don't do what everyone else is doing is probably my best advice around that because there's always a new platform. There's always something new to experiment with. And I think there's just so much opportunity really nowadays. Mm, there totally is. There's so much to do. What do you think is driving your growth right now? What's really working for you when it comes to acquiring new customers? Yeah, digital is definitely our strongest platform. I think building our community, which was something we really focused on the end of 2020, just really building an organic community online. And then they just, they start answering questions for you. They start posting, like, it's really about authenticity and creating those connections. And then from there, it just continues to grow. And sometimes it's very surprising. Like I get really excited when I see someone I don't know posting about the product, which is like totally normal now, but it still excites me. And so I really think it's important to build that strong base. And then from there, it really does organically grow. But I think it takes a lot of like feeding and watering and caring for to get at a point where digital kind of starts working for itself. And then of course, like ads and everything online, I think we have a really unique product. So when people see it, they do get really excited about it and they want to share. So there's even people that will like share our ads and I'm like, Oh, thank you. <laughs> Love that. But it's really cool just because it's such a unique brand and the products are really different than what's out there. It, it's easy to share and it's easy to talk about and it's easy to tell people about. And that's really been like what has driven the most success for us. Mm, I can really see that. And I actually had that same experience before you were booked in to speak on this podcast. I had come across your brand. I think it was you'd won an, an award for Allure or something like that. Yeah. And I was, it just popped up somewhere as an article. And I was like, this is such a cool brand. And I actually sent it to one of my girlfriends to be like, how cool is this? <laughs> yeah. So it's funny how those kind of things come about. And I can totally see that being something that really works well on social and digital for sure. And TikTok, I imagine you're great on TikTok. Uh, yeah, <laughs> working on it. <laughs> working I'm on still, it. I'm still, I'm still trying to get to the center part and get rid of my skinny jeans. So like TikTok is like, it's getting there for me. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Why did you go through the name change? Why why the re the well, not really a rebrand, but why the why the big change and what were the challenges that come with doing that? Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually really excited about everything that Sisto is bringing. So, looking back at the timeline, I talked about a little bit. Essentially, I launched this very small and very scrappy with like little to no strategy other than friends and family. And we actually had a very strong launch under the AWA brand. But I had no employees. It was just me. And like I said, some friends like that were, you know, just working because they wanted to support me. <laughs> and I was like, well, pay back when I can, you know, and it, it was great. But the reality of the situation is, is I have this 
crazy vision for how people are going to rethink their personal care routines. And it does take a lot of money. Um, we have patent pending on that shampoo and that takes a lot of money. And so there was a lot that I knew I was going to have to turn around and raise capital very quickly. And so with Awa um, launching the first product in June 2019, I immediately started going out to fundraise. And that took longer than I had planned. I think it always does, but especially for female founders, you know, it's very hard to raise capital. Less than 2% of BC capital last year was <laughs> to female founders. And so I know that's part of why you have this podcast and you're so supportive and it's, it's amazing because everything helps. So for me, I realized, okay, it was going to take a little bit longer. We ended up closing our seed round the end, I think it was like January 27th, 2020 or something like, and then a couple weeks later, everything started shutting down due to COVID. So it was very hard to even get packaging made. But the silver lining of this is that I was accepted into Sephora's Accelerate program. So I was one of 13 women from around the world to be in this program last year. And I had all these amazing boot camp classes. We went through branding, marketing, retail strategy, PR, you know, all of these things. And I had an amazing mentor and advisors and just got so much advice. And I realized that I really wanted to take this brand global. It was always a vision for me to really see this around the world and be able to share it globally. But AWA didn't translate as well. It stood for out of this world amazing. It was more fun. And I really wanted this more sophisticated brand. And so where Sisto came in is that it really had more meaning and more alignment with what I saw the brand doing. And Awa was also limited to hair care. And I have so many crazy plans <laughs> that don't just include hair care. So Sisto is actually, the name comes from sustainability, at the S-U-S-T, and then the E-A-U is water in French. And so bringing that together, you have this sustainable water story. And that's really what we're about is just like these clean concentrated products. And it just made more sense. It felt right. I felt like with launching the conditioner that some people had been waiting a year and a half for a brand refresh and everything just made sense to happen at the same time. And there was so much I wanted to do with it. Just felt It felt right. And I think I had grown up a lot since the, I think it was fall 2016 when I named the brand. So I knew nothing about what I was doing. It was just for fun. And so it's really just like a more sophisticated, you know, version of what I was grown into. And it's really exciting because there's no limitations to what we can do. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a nice meaning. I really love that. Was there anything in that process of the name change that you didn't expect and that was a bit harder than you thought it would be? You know what? No, I think as an entrepreneur, like, change happens for me every day, sometimes every hour. And so I don't expect consistency, I guess, or anything to really phase me anymore. I think change for an entrepreneur is just something that you're always ready for. And so I actually got excited about it. I was really looking forward to kind of like hitting refresh and being able to start over in a sense, but still bring all the good things from AWA with us. And so honestly, it's been a really great process and I've really enjoyed it. And our team really enjoyed it too. Like it was a lot of fun being like, 
well, what if we change this one thing? Cause we didn't get to do it with our, and it's like, yeah, why not? You know? Mm, yes, totally. And I think also bringing everyone into it to be involved sounds like a really bonding experience for the team and, and to be building this thing together, I guess, from not from scratch, but from a place of new beginning. Yeah. Where is the business today and what does the future look like for you guys? What can you shout about that's really exciting? So we are just selling on our website, our shampoo and conditioner, you know, the first powder to lather formulas, which are really cool. And so where I see this going for us is like, I definitely want to go into retail. I definitely want to go global. So hopefully expect all those things. <laughs> and then in terms of hair care, I think it's really important too to like, you know, we're not limited to hair care anymore. But the way that we're positioned right now, I want to compete with these other liquid brands. And so don't expect to just see shampoo and conditioner. We have a lot more that we're working on for concentrated formulas that are super exciting that have never been done before. So I can't wait to like share those and bring those to market and just bring those to more people. And I really see this brand like, again, just being, you know, some leader for change in the industry where we can do something and then hopefully other brands won't be afraid to take the risks or other founders won't be afraid to start something kind of crazy, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gosh, I'm excited to see what comes next and what, what else you've been working on. What advice do you have for women who have a big idea and want to start their own business? Honestly, just start I think everybody gets so caught up in like what if and like it's always going to be you're always going to wonder what if so just do it like I I can't imagine if I would have sat on this any longer I'm glad I did it as young as I did because I had nothing to lose you know and so I think just get started honestly start writing things down start researching start asking friends start talking about it you never know what it's going to turn into but there's always that fear of getting started and you don't want to sit there and wonder what if forever. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We are up to the six quick questions I ask every woman on the show at the end of every episode. So question number one is, what's your why? Why do you do what you do? I think this is my favorite question to get asked because I never wonder why I do what I do. You know what I mean? I never wake up in the morning wondering, like, why did I do this? Why did I start this? Why am I doing this job? Um, it's really because I wanted to create change beyond what I was capable of as one person. Like I felt like, okay, I can make these improvements. I can do this small thing, this small change. But I really wanted to help people do that in their lives and do it at scale and do it in a greater capacity and also make it fun. So really getting people to rethink what their personal care routines look like and feel like and they don't have to be like oh I have to wash my hair like maybe it's fun to wash your hair now and you're also like doing something that's better for the planet and so I just love the idea that I'm able to do this and more than one shower than my own you know (laughs) 100% love that Question number two is, what do you think has been the number one marketing moment that's made your business pop? You know, 
I think for marketing, what I've learned in my background is not in marketing. Like, you know, I'm an engineer by trade and very much have a science background. And what I've realized about marketing for us is there's never just one component of something. It takes so many different things, especially when you have a brand that requires education or it's something new. Like you need to make sure that you have a blog so people have somewhere to go to get their questions answered. And you need to make sure that you're reaching different audiences on different platforms with different influencers and also sending emails. Like there's so many different things. Um, I don't think there's just like one thing, but there can be something that helps you um, jumpstart that. Uh, Like for us, the Allure Best of Beauty Award was definitely a game changer because all of a sudden all these other brands that never wanted to talk to us were like, oh yeah, let's collab. And I was like, you know, <laughs> so I was like, I'm a huge fan of that brand. So it's, it's definitely just like about timing and making sure that you, you can capitalize on when you get a, a good boost. Mm, yeah, that's a good one. That award was really cool. I'm happy yeah. for you. <laughs> my first formula from my bedroom floor won an allure best of beauty award and honestly like now there's so much pressure for everything else so oh my god I love that this came from my floor (laughs) so funny (laughs) question number three is where do you hang out to get smarter what are you reading or listening to that would help others if they did the same I am very much in my own head and I'm like very much an ideas person and my like best thing for kind of getting smarter is for me to sort everything out which is actually getting away from anything and especially my phone my computer so that means like going for a walk or a run or a hike, just something definitely out of my apartment. I just have to like get into a new space so I can kind of like sort out what's going on and and get into a mindset that gets me ready to go. It's really like not for me about watching what other people do because I feel like that influences you to, to kind of like fit in rather than stand out. So I try to get away from everything. Love that. Question number four is, how do you win the day? What are your AM or PM rituals that keep you feeling happy and motivated and successful? In the morning, for sure, my whole team knows no calls before 10 a.m. It is like my rule. I have to have my time in the morning. I have to have my coffee. I have water with lemon. Most recently got a new face and loving that thing. It gives me like five minutes to literally just chill in the morning. I'm like, Oh, I can't, I have to do my new face. Sorry. And then I just go through my email, sort through anything that's really urgent, whether it be like a question I have to answer an email, or maybe it's calling my grandma that day. You know, I just have my time in the morning to do what I need to do. And that is so, so, so important to me in the evening. I definitely take a couple of nights a week to like do some de-stressing activity of sorts, whether it's go get a massage or like do a hard workout. I just need a couple nights a week to kind of like let myself de-stress because this is a a crazy job (laughs) that I love, but it does get stressful and I need that time as well. Mm. I want to get onto this new face business. I have heard really good things. It's great. It's great. (laughs) 
<laughs> Question number five is if you only had $1,000 left in your business bank account, where would you spend it? I would really let our team and our community decide what to do with it. My instinct says that we would donate it and then probably like let our community vote on where we would want to put that capital. But I definitely look at it as like it's, you know, the people who made the company's money. So let them choose. Nice. That's so cool. Love that. That's a first on the show. Question number six, last question is how do you deal with failure? What is your mindset and approach? I say bring it on. You know, if you don't fail and you don't take risks and you don't kind of just see what happens, you're never going to learn. And if you don't learn from failure, then I, you know, that's a problem. (laughs) The biggest thing is definitely learn from it and let it happen. And I just think that, you know, without it, we're never going to innovate. We're never going to push any boundaries. And so I welcome it. You know, I'm sure I'll put out a product eventually. Someone's like, what, what is this supposed to be? And you know what? I'll be like, well, we tried it and it's, it's not good. So don't be afraid. Like just put it out there. Try things. Don't be afraid to fail. It's totally normal. And it, it brings good change. It does indeed. Kaylee, thank you so much for taking the time to be on Female Startup Club today. I'm just so excited for what's coming next and to try your awesome products. Thank you so much. Thank you, June. Hey, it's June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash hype club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that. Hey! June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash hype club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that.